0: I'm still learning (laughs) and that's where the Wedding Pro Members Club has, has been absolutely invaluable because all the information that you give out to us I just absorb like a sponge so that's that's been really the business side was quite a big hurdle definitely. I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker
1: and blogger and you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready To Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies and real life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to personally invite you to be part of the Wedding Pro Members Lounge. You may not know, but I set up the Members Lounge back in 2019 as a way to bring amazing wedding business owners just like you together and to offer them the best available training to help them grow their wedding business, make more sales and be the best version of themselves. We have an amazing community of like-minded people who lift each other up, pass work onto each other, collaborate on styled shoots, and so much more. Every single month, we have a guest expert come to teach you the most important things about business. And the great thing is that you're always getting that really new, relevant training. So when there's changes on Instagram or Facebook, I'll bring in a new expert to help you stay ahead of the game. There's also Accountability Monday where you get me every single Monday morning coming into the group, motivating you, getting you started for the week and telling you what I've been learning. If you're not yet part of a tribe and you want to find wedding business owners just like you, you want to learn and you want to grow your wedding business for success, take a look in the show notes and come and join us now. beckerpountney forward slash WedPro. Today I'm chatting with Winchester based wedding photographer Sam Gavins. I've been working with Sam over the last few years and I've loved watching her and her business bloom and grow over that time. Sam describes herself as a fitness lover and coffee connoisseur and she really values documenting moments and memories through her photos. She's a fab photographer and she even captured some images of me on stage recently which I'm super thankful for. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Hi Becca, how are you? I'm very good, I'm so excited to have you on. I absolutely love more than anything, chatting to my members on the podcast, because I think that's what people really like hearing, the real stories behind the real people and the real businesses. So thank you for agreeing to do this. share. Okay, let's get started then with going right to the start, because I think often people's journeys are best when we understand where you've come from. So just let me know, how did you get into photography in the first place? Is it something you've always done or did you work in other areas first?
0: Yeah, it's sort of one of those cliches, really. I've always, always loved photography. Um, I remember having my first camera when I was about eight years old, having a little Instamatic. And then um, I did uh, O-Level, that shows how old I am, but I did O-Level photography at school and we had a dark room, which was great. So I would be able to experience photographing and then developing, which was wonderful. And then when I finished my O-levels. I remember going up to my bedroom thinking "Oh, it's all over, it's great, it's wonderful and it was on my bed I saw this box and it was um, an SLR camera so that was the first proper camera that I had and that was for my parents and they didn't have a lot of money, they worked really really hard just to pay the bills and that was such a special thing to have this camera on my bed and it went from there really it was a really really lovely hobby a passion that's just grown into my business So, I love that I love it when people really know what
1: they love really early on and it sounds like all along you've loved taking photos at that point though did you ever think that it could be something that could turn into a career something you can make money from or did you just think it would always be a hobby
0: I don't think I really looked further ahead than it being a hobby I mean I was I trained as a nurse, so I definitely didn't think about training as or being a photographer or doing any any further education with photography. It was just something that I really enjoyed doing. So, yeah, no, it was, it was later on that, way later on that that happened.
1: Okay, so let's talk then about that way later on. So you've just said you trained as a nurse, very different to photography. So how did you end up going from being a nurse to being a photographer, which you are now?
0: Well, I had a bit of a gap. I had four children and then um, <laughs> I um, I remember thinking at that point I was photographing friends' parties, doing lo- loads of photographs of my children and just loved documenting everything that was going on in our lives at the time. And I think somebody just said to me, because I always had my camera at parties and they somebody said to me, well, you should do this as a business. And at that point I just... I think I doubted myself. I I didn't really think that I could charge people money. I mean, that was for something that I loved doing. You know, I had real imposter syndrome problems at that point. But yeah, I just thought about it a bit more. I did certain things to uh, make it happen. and And 10 years later, here I am. <laughs> so it's great.
1: I think that's a really common theme, actually. People feeling like just because you enjoy something that you shouldn't charge for it. It doesn't feel like work. So therefore, I shouldn't charge for it. But obviously, at some point, you made a decision that it was OK to charge for something. Do you remember getting your first paying client, your first paying wedding?
0: Yeah, I do. And I remember talking to the clients and saying, I've second shot at weddings before not very many to be honest, and she she was so they were so lovely, they just said, "Well, somebody has to start somewhere Every, sorry, everyone has to start somewhere, and I just charged her a very bare minimum, but it was like well, it's amazing, I think it was something like two hundred pounds or something and i I remember being so nervous, being awake most of the night, going over everything that I had to do and Actually, it all went perfectly well, and they were they were such a lovely couple, and I, I'll always remember them and be really thankful to them for that. And
1: so, how did they find you? Were they friends of a friend? Where did they that first client come from?
0: I think I put I put a mess I put a, a post on Facebook asking if anybody was getting married, saying I was new, and she came back to me. So that was really lovely. She's Win. She's from Winchester. I bump into her sometimes. She she still follows me on Instagram. I love that. And everyone has to start somewhere, right? But she got an absolute
1: bargain because I assume that you are, and I hope the answer is no, you are no longer only charging £200 for wedding photography. (laughs) No. No, I'm not. (laughs) Good. So you did that first wedding. You got a bit of confidence so then what? Did you start taking it more seriously? Did you up your prices? What was the next phase of that journey?
0: Well, I really felt that I needed some some formal education. Although I'd done O-level photography, I hadn't been to uni to do it. I didn't do a photography degree. So I did an online course, which was a diploma. And that was sort of something that I could pick up and drop when I... When I when I needed to because of time factors and family factors. And I I did that over a year. And also just the amount of YouTube videos, workshops that I did, I just did as much as possible to try and get myself up to the level that I needed to be confident, I think. I mean, I might've always had the the eye and the artistic side of it, but it was, again, I wanted to be able to say to people, I've I can do this and this is what I'm charging you it was about that imposter syndrome again I don't have that anymore it's okay that's gone (laughs) good
1: I'm glad that you don't have that anymore so let's go right up to present day then where would you say now when you look over the years where do you think most of your couples come from at this point
0: definitely word of mouth I have a a lovely couple that I'm still friends with. They've just had a baby recently, actually. And, for example, they had a big group of friends. And over the last few years, I've just been photographing the whole group of friends. It's been great fun. Um, So I see everybody again at another wedding. And um, I also did, this year, I did her sister's wedding. So people just refer me, which is really nice. Yeah and that's a good confidence boost as well right because
1: if they they must like the photos from their friend's wedding otherwise they wouldn't trust you to do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I do I do get really nice feedback from just people saying oh we liked having you there. You were a calming influence. You didn't get flustered. Those sort of things which is which is nice to hear. I'm just being me, right? You know, I'm just I don't really try to be like that, it's just how I am.
1: That's all that we can be is just be ourselves and the right people will find us. So I think it's interesting in the wedding industry because a lot of times people say it's a difficult industry because we can't get repeat business because often people only get married once. And even if they get married twice, they're not going to use the same people. But actually, when we are a good person and we do do a good job, we do get repeat business. But from the friends and family at the weddings, that's a common story, which is why it's important for everyone listening to remember, like, just go out there, be nice to everyone in the wedding party because you don't know who's getting married next. And as we know in life, often as you've just experienced, groups of friends get married over and over again between each other over the next kind of two, three, four, five years. And uh, there's lots of work out there for the taking. So when you look back over your ten years of photography, what do you think have been some of the biggest struggles along the way?
0: Well, my initial huge struggle was having kit that i could afford and i remember a really good friend of mine um, runs a film business and they had the same lenses so i would bought the bodies which i had to use from savings or buy from savings and every time i needed to do a shoot i they lent me these the lenses which was amazing the only Drawback that became was that obviously they needed them, so I couldn't really plan far ahead. So I just had to keep plugging away until I'd raised enough money to buy to buy them myself. So that was sort of the first hurdle. I think that the biggest hurdle for me, having no business background, was the business side of it. You know, which I'm still learning, <laughs> and that's where the wedding pro members club as as been absolutely invaluable because all the information that you give out to us I just absorb like a sponge so that's that's been really the business side was quite a big hurdle definitely I think that's true
1: for a lot of people. I mean, it's why I'm so passionate about doing what I do and why it keeps me going. Because actually, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are incredible at what they do, taking photos, making flower arrangements, making cakes. I'm terrible at all of those things. But, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily business owners. And when you go into this world of self-employment, you think, yeah, that's, that's easy. I could just take photos and I'm good at taking photos, but actually we forget all of the other things that are involved, like from the marketing to the finance, to the insurance, like it is an absolute minefield. I also love what you said about um not having the money at the start, because I think that's a real, real struggle that people have because at the end of the day, business, we do have to invest into our businesses before in order for them to grow, but that can be difficult. So I love that you were borrowing equipment. I love that you've been really honest about that. And often I see people doing things like they'll, you know, they will get their booking in and then they'll buy the next piece of equipment because that's how we have to live at the start. So thank you for your honesty in that. Now you mentioned the Wedding Pro Members Lounge. One of the questions I wanted to ask you really was, why you think it's important to keep on investing in your own education, in your own learning, in your own community, and what benefits those things have brought your business?
0: Yeah, I think it's really, it can be really easy to become complacent and just carry on doing exactly the same thing as you've always done. And one of the things you always advocate is to, for us to go out of our comfort zones, which is what I'm doing now. <laughs> this is just so out of my comfort zone. And when I saw you last, I had had a glass of wine, but only one. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do a podcast." But I think if you hadn't have encouraged that, I wouldn't. I would just be doing what I normally. I'd be sitting here editing now. I wouldn't be doing a podcast with you. So I think, yeah, that's quite important to stretch yourself however many bookings you have or however good you've become you know it's just to to keep stretching yourself and do things out of your comfort zone definitely I'm glad that you've agreed to do this and you're stretching out of your comfort
1: zone and it's true we need someone in our corner sometimes just encouraging us and saying yeah you can do this just just don't hide away, get out there, meet people, get in front of venues, all of those things and come on the podcast, Sam, because you won't regret it. I promise. I promise you won't regret it. It's great to have you here and I'm glad you're here sharing your story with us. Now I just mentioned about venues. So let's, Let's stick with that because, again, one of the things that I know we've talked about over the last few years is, you know, how do you get on these recommended supply lists? How do you get in front of venues? How do these things happen? And I know because we've talked about it over the last couple of years, you have got on some of those lists. So as a photographer, it's difficult to do that. What do you think has helped you in order to get on the list that you have?
0: A couple have been really easy and and some haven't. So the ones that haven't... I think what I've done is is to offer them something. So chatted to them about them and got to know the the wedding events coordinators when I've done weddings there and just even just do things or even say when you're there, is there anything I can do to help? I've got a bit of a lull here, you know, is there anything that I can do to to help you today? I've offered to photograph the the venues as well, if they need anything for marketing. One of the venues, I actually photographed um, a baby shower for one of their, it was actually one of their staff, so, um, and I didn't charge, so that was sort of my gift to them. And I think it's been really just helping them, just so it's a two-way thing, really. Absolutely.
1: Perseverance and offering to do something for them. Two things that I talk a lot about, and I'm glad that that's the way you've been going. And it does work, but it does take time. It does take time. But also it's surprising how few people do actually have that approach to think, you know, I will go and I'll offer to do something to help them, but it does work. And I'm glad that it's working for you. And I know that that's, that's been a successful strategy for you. So keep going with that. Keep going with that. And if you're listening to this and you're feeling disheartened, listen to what Sam's just said. It's about perseverance, keeping going, not giving up, and just keep being a good person and keep offering. See what you can do to help them. And those things will come back in kind. They always do eventually. Now, Sam, we know that running a business can be an emotional roller coaster. Every single one of us has moments where we love our business. Every single one of us has moments when we hate our business and want to quit. Every one of us has moments where we feel like we're really successful. Then other days where we feel like no one wants to book us. So through that journey over the last 10 years, what things have kept you going and kept you in the world of wedding photography?
0: Gosh, that's a really difficult question because it's for me not at one point have I felt like I wanted to give up, which is a really lucky thing to feel, I think. I mean when probably earlier on I used to feel, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, sort of, maybe I'm not good enough, I'd have I'd have doubts. But I just really enjoyed what I did. And I think I really enjoyed being with people. So that was always a good thing to have. Can you repeat the question please
1: So through your business things have been up things have been down sometimes we find things easy sometimes we find things difficult what things have kept you going and kept you in wedding photography over the last few years
0: So it's it's knowing for me one of the things is knowing other wedding professionals and having the support from other people that know what you're going through which is really important which is why the wedding pro members lounge is really important. Although I don't see many many of them face to face every every Monday morning, It's you know it's it's really nice to hear people from the, who are going through the same thing. I've also got made quite a few friends locally. I've got a really um, good friend who's a cake maker. We share a lot of yeah ideas and and problems together. So. Having people that know what you're going through is really important. Yeah, I definitely
1: agree with that. I think it's it can sometimes feel lonely, right? We're in our own businesses, in our own worlds, and as much as our friends and family love us, they don't really understand what it is like to be in the wedding industry. So I think it's really important to surround ourselves with like minded people who can go, yeah, actually we're going through that too. This is what we're doing to make it better, and maybe you can help them, and they can help you, and we all grow together. Which is why I'm a big believer in community over competition because even other photographers, you've got a lot that you can help each other with and definitely uh, helps your businesses to grow. Now, Sam, there might be people listening to this who are newer to the wedding industry. Maybe they're where you were 10 years ago when you felt like you didn't know if you're good enough and you're only charging £200 for your wedding photography. So if there are people listening who are wanting to get to where you are now, what tips or advice would you give them if they're aspiring to be in that place?
0: Don't take everything, or try not to take anything personally. There will be always people, other people that are better or worse than you. It's just life. I think try not to always compete with other people, other other. So, I I do follow other photographers, but I don't get hung up about whether I think their photography is better or whether they're getting more bookings, you can only do what you can do. Um, and obviously you can learn from them, but you can only do what you can do. I would definitely have joined a, a business group earlier on if I'd known about it. I think there was that would have helped my business side of things hugely. So that I think that would be definitely um, my number one piece of advice really helpful thank you for sharing so what's next for you Sam what what are you looking
1: forward to for the future where do you see your business going have you got any big dreams or aspirations for
0: 2024 Oh well I need to come to Las Vegas with you next year okay <laughs> yes please let's do it It's all a bit slow actually for next year to be honest but I'm not too worried about it at the moment it's this time last year I had lots more bookings but every year is different. So I'm trying not to worry about it too much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to, I just really enjoy what I do. So I'm going to continue doing what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Continue going out there, getting braver, bigger,
1: better all of the time. And Sam, I think you're incredible. I love that you've been brave enough to come on the podcast today to, to share your story. And I think you're on a huge journey and I think there's still further to go. And as for next year, because I know people listening will be feeling the same, next year is a funny year. Lots of people are saying it. However, as I always say to each and every one of them, the bigger the budget, the less time they take to plan. So don't lose hope for next year because... There's still some big budget weddings that they'll get engaged this Christmas and they will get married next summer. So there is still work out there for each and every one of you. So hold your nerve. Don't drop your prices because that's what it will feel tempting to do. It's a discount if you haven't got much work for next year. But actually, you want to have the opposite mentality. Hold strong because the bigger budgets haven't even got engaged yet. Now, Sam, I always end my podcast with the same question, which I'm going to finish with for you now, which is what's one thing you personally wish you'd known sooner in your business?
0: Well, I think I've just covered that, really. I'm Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but again, joining a business group and having the knowledge to help with my business, but also the support from other people. I think also to ask, I mean, I did uh, I did ask because those friends lent me the lenses, which. but to ask more. People can only say no if they don't want to help you. Yeah, so I think join some support group with knowledge to help you with your business and also to ask. Yes.
1: I love that. Ask, ask, ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. Just like all those venues you were talking about earlier, if you didn't ask them what they needed help with, or if you could do something for them, then they'd have just ignored you and you wouldn't be working with them in the way you are now. Sam, it has been such a pleasure. I hope it wasn't too painful for you stepping out of your comfort zone. Thank you for being honest, vulnerable and sharing your story. And I'll speak with you soon. Thank you very much, Becca. I loved chatting with Sam and she's so brave coming on here because I know it was out of her comfort zone. But as I said at the start, I love interviewing my members, chatting with them and finding out their stories because you listening at home, you're in the same kind of places and actually you don't always need to hear from the big names and the big educators. Sometimes it's much more helpful to hear the raw honest truth from people in the business just like you. I'll see you next time.